Hey guys, it's Bella. I am a freshman and I'm a mechanical engineering major. Um, this is Live Green or Fry. I am here today with... Ellie, I'm a freshman genetics major. I'm Ella, I'm a freshman English major. I'm Alex, I'm a freshman conservation and sustainability major. Yeah, so uh, today we're gonna delve into the world of minimal waste living. Uh, you might have heard it as the daunting zero waste lifestyle. This title makes reducing how much you use and create sound kind of scary and nearly impossible, but because like how can we live without like making some waste, you know? There's always some way we're creating it. So we have realized, and a lot of other people have, that um, there is ways to reduce that negative footprint, but it's minimizing, and it's not reducing it completely. Um, and yeah, that's our aim. So what comes to your guys' mind when you think of minimal waste living? Um, well, I think of it as like just, I don't know, being conscious of what you choose to do and being aware yeah. of the impact it has on not only like our planet, but other people as well. Yeah, 100%, because I feel like a lot of people think that what we're doing is okay and like how we consume and everything because they just think about the how it impacts the animals, but it, it doesn't really pertain to us because we're very you have this very like separated uh, ideology how we're not even animal basically. I think it also comes down to making intentional and educated choices in the ways that we consume mm -hmm. because like obviously like what you just said like the idea of minimal waste living is a very daunting and big kind of scary term. Yeah, and a lot of people don't really understand how to come to terms with that. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down in a way where there are easy choices that you can make every day to reduce the amount of waste and they're like it's not going to change your life in any way it's not going to make it harder for you to do the things that you do it's an intentional educated easy choice it needs to be more obvious to people yeah 100 percent because um it, depending on who you are and what your accessibility is to being able to reduce things it's just it's all personal like you don't need to start off being like yes cold turkey i'm going to cut out everything i am going to be the best greenest person ever because that's just not this is not reality i will never yeah. have fun ever again <laughs> none whatsoever we are green yeah i definitely think that minimal waste living itself is a daunting term and that comes with like misconceptions of people have like you're saying like going cold turkey whereas like it's kind of like a process whereas like maybe you start using like reusable cups or then you kind of like take further steps forward to see like where what minimal waste means to you rather than like a broad term yeah yeah because i feel like it also has to do with how big your family is too because like if you're a singular person it's going to be so much easier to do things if you're i don't know married with four children and need x y and z and you have a little baby running around and who needs diapers and stuff and sometimes cloth diapers aren't always like they don't think of those they think they're not as like you know yeah. there's like a stigmatism on them mm -hmm. um, or it's like maybe you they it's like they can't clean it as regular as they need to. Yeah. Whereas it's not mm -hmm. sanitary where like some kids are like hypoallergenic. I don't know. Like yeah, like everyone I everyone has like a unique set of circumstances that are gonna make certain choices easier or harder for them. Like especially I'm thinking towards like if you have a disability mm -hmm. or if you're not exactly if you have a certain um, economic situation that <laughs> doesn't allow you to be able to afford certain things, there are still choices you can make it that could be sustainable. It doesn't yeah. have to be a minimal waste or no waste completely That's yeah. about making the choices that work for you. That's why I think it's more like you have to like self-reflect in order 100%, to figure out 100%. how you can be like minimal waste or not necessarily because <clears throat> like zero waste is kind of like itself 
kind of unachievable for some people. Whereas, like, um, if you, like, self-reflect and think about, like, the ways you waste most in your life and, like, how you can combat that, I think that's more important than, like, you know, trying to replicate exactly what this person did and they're, like, talking about it, televising it, and interviewing about it, whereas, like, that's not as feasible for some people where it's more feasible for others. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so guys... We're all college students. Um, we're just barely making our way out here and stuff. So we don't really know what the hell we're doing. But what do you guys think we can do to minimize waste at this level? Like where we're at, being broke. Being broke. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good way to put it. Um, well, I think that um, food is a big thing we can do. We know that how food is harvested and what food we choose to eat has a big impact. And so maybe taking that impact into account when you're deciding what you're going to have for lunch that day, maybe, and it doesn't mean like you can never have like meat again, because obviously while that's very resource heavy, it's not feasible for everybody to cut out meat. And yeah. So maybe it's like, oh, at lunch today, I'm just going to have a salad instead of a hamburger for the fifth time in a row. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, for the people that don't really know, why is meat um, such a tax on our environment and creates so much waste? Um, it's very water intensive. It mm -hmm. takes a lot of water to produce meat, but it's more like more pork and beef are yeah. more water intensive. So even making the choice to switch to like chicken or turkey rather than beef is a lot better for the environment. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I totally agree with that stuff, and I feel like here um, we're very lucky because we have the option to get stuff at food courts and stuff, and at that point, all our other food choices and, like, if we want to get snacks and stuff, that's all on us. Um, and I think that's what a universal thing is, is purchasing only necessary goods, and that's including with food. And when you're going to the store and looking at food, um, buying in bulk, and if that's, like, possible for you guys, um, it's not, it's not... Not everybody has that option because not a lot of stores are like that. But like with like fresh, um, uh, what are they called? Farmers markets. I literally just <laughs> blanked out. I was like, what is a farmers market? Um, yeah, fresh farmers markets and everything, um, and being able to get things without the packaging and like with plastic and stuff. Because we were also talking about what are they called? PFOFs, something. Oh, yeah, all those great plastics and the toxins that just leach into the food because not only is it bad for the environment creates waste but we're also hurting our bodies i think though like <clears throat> when it comes to like buying certain foods in bulk though mm -hmm. i feel like um people don't realize that they don't use it fast enough whereas mm -hmm. they're wasting it even more whereas like i don't know so you buy 10 apples at a farmer's market yes how many apples are you gonna actually eat in a week and then it's like they're rotten at one point and then you have to throw them out and so mm -hmm. it's like Maybe, like, even, like, figuring out how you can, like, compost it or, like, biodegrade yeah. it. Yeah. Um, figuring out how, like, you can get rid of food waste, necessarily not, like, throwing it out. Because I know our dining halls um, at our college, like, they have um, every week they show how much food waste they have in pounds on a screen above where you walk in. And you can see the trends to see if you're coming down. Like, the trend is coming down from the week before or it's going up. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see how, like, you know... You don't want to get too much necessarily at the store or like at a because we have like a buffet style. Or even making the decision to eat at the dining hall rather than like going to your room and making your own food. Mm -hmm. I feel as though like eating at the dining hall is a more environmentally conscious decision just because like it's already being prepared and mm -hmm. you're already Definitely. paying for it. And so 
So yeah, like, like what you were just saying, like food waste is a really big issue in our dining halls. And so even just making the conscious decision to take only what you know you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. And then if you're still hungry, you can go get more. But like making sure that what you're putting on your plate, you're actually going to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, it's a very um, American thing. I don't know about other countries, but I know here we waste so much food. Isn't it something like we waste 40% of our food? It's somewhere around there. Um because uh, we just think it's bigger is better when we go to restaurants and stuff. Um, our for- food portions are huge, and we, we sometimes, I know some people, I, I, I know a lot of people who don't like leftovers, yeah. and they think they're gross. And it's just about the change in mindset and being able, like, again, if mm-hmm. we're buying in bulk, being conscientious um, of our choices and how much we actually need. How much and what we buy. How much. <laughs> so... We can't just say, oh, well, I'm going to buy 50 pounds of salad because you're never going to eat 50 pounds of salad. It's, I'm going to buy enough salad today because I think also a lot of it is that we don't, we like to save time because buying that bulk item at the store is a lot easier than going out every week to restock your amount, your supplies of food. It's if I get, like, enough that I'm sure it will last me until it expires, then you don't ever have to go to the store again. Yeah, definitely. Um, so some other things other than food that we can do to minimize waste is um, purchase heirloom technology. Do you guys remember what that is? We read an article on it recently. Or kind of sort of. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just like, uh, <laughs> uh, heirloom. No, um, yeah, it's technologies that are, because a lot of our new technologies are a lot more resource intensive than mm-hmm. old ones because we have better access to those resources now. So one really good example is riding a bicycle instead of a car. Yeah. A bicycle has been around for years, like years is like an understatement. It's been yeah. around for a long Probably time. Yeah, and forever. It just doesn't say forever. Yeah, no. Uh, No, it's been around, they've been around for a long time, so they're, all they require is obviously the metal and plastic and whatever goes into producing tires and the frame of the bicycle, Mm -hmm. but once that's out of the way, it's your own energy that's producing it. It's not something that you need to fill up with gas every couple days. Yeah. And I think also making the decision to buy technology that's going to last longer yeah 100 percent. even though that might be more expensive it's better for the environment in the long run because you're going to get more use out of it and it's going to it's going to like provide the service to you for a longer amount of time and that's like with quality of anything like especially clothing where like fast fashion and mass produced Mm. clothing from like big stores like forever 21 h&m um it's cheaply made clothing in countries that are developing and they can get cheap labor and it just you have to buy more clothes over time because it's gonna wear into the average use of it throughout the day or however you like however long you wear it it's gonna break more easily than if you get something that's more sustainable yeah and if even if like the environmental consequences of these decisions might not like appeal to people like it might not be something that like pushes their buttons in a certain way yeah you can think of like the human rights aspect to it because the people that are making these products or who live in the places where we're obtaining these materials are really affected by it Mm -hmm. so thinking like back to like our phones the materials that are used are mined in 
countries and there are wars being fought over it and people like children are having to go into these mines and like obtain these materials yeah. and they're dying and they're being killed and there's wars and violence over it's it. It's even like in I remember watching something where mica which is like used in a lot of makeup products yeah like they send children into these like caverns and caves to like extract it and sometimes it'll collapse and they'll die and mm-hmm. there's no regulation on that and some companies like big name companies like unethically source this mica ingredient that's used in a ton of like eyeshadows and highlighters and well, it's for like something that you know <clears throat> a makeup design lasts about a day if at most so yeah some people only wear their makeup for if they're going out for an evening and then it's done like and obviously makeup products last a while they have multiple uses but it's is that equal to that child's life just was sacrificed not at all receive the mica it's just it's so sad and that's why this whole like minimal waste topic is a such a lifestyle and such a change of like values (laughs) in the change of everything because it it influences so many different factors like different can't even think of the word right now but it it branches off (coughs) so many different um like realms of thinking exactly because like with the um the wardrobe and everything and being conscientious of like the fast fashion and stuff that also helps minimize waste because of how much like the whole thing with in spring and summer um we think we need new clothes and stuff for the new school year and everything there's so much waste because then what do we do with our old clothes like yeah we we just toss them a lot of times we don't um actually we don't donate them and that's a good option we can donate into local places too Mm -hmm. um that's really beneficial and we can buy secondhand, and a lot of people don't think of that because we always want new now. Like, we just want that gratification and something to, it just feels good. Um, and I think that's something that we need to change, the again, the mindset of. Um, do you guys buy secondhand? All the yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I have a question about this, though. Yeah. So I, someone recently told me, or, like, brought up the point that we shouldn't necessarily be buying from places like Goodwill mm-hmm. or Savers because the people who can't afford to shop anywhere else like depend on finding clothes there mm-hmm. and so when people do because it's like trendy yeah. and I so guess. now that it's kind of like trendy i hate to use that word but like but it's, it is it's it is to go buy things secondhand there's less options for them and like even though it's trendy to go buy secondhand someone who's buying secondhand can also just go to the mall and like get something else like they Definitely. don't need to shop secondhand so like I don't know, it seems like there's less options for the people who actually, like, cannot afford to shop yeah. anywhere else. Like, I just want to know, like, I don't know how to come to terms with that, or because I'm not going to stop buying secondhand. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting point to address. It definitely is. And that's why I personally think that if you can afford it, that you should mix in buying secondhand with also buying clothes that are recycled and remade from other items. Like, there's, um, I found some websites um, that turn plastic and use plastic to make clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, my backpack actually, gosh, I'm gonna look at the brand because they make clothes as well. It is called Johnny Urban. And Johnny Urban, they produce so many different products that it just repurposes things and it, it, it minimizes our waste by doing so. And if we had more um, people buying those, products that repurpose plastic and other waste then the prices of those would then decrease because at the moment they're pretty expensive but that's why if we can afford it it's a good balance so then we can stop just targeting um and stop going to trendy second hand stores 
and um, leave some options open for those who, who that's their only option. And I think it's important then to, it's also the, what I think is the real magic of these secondhand clothing stores is that it really should be a cycle. It's like yeah. you're buying a new, uh, you're buying a new shirt from Goodwill and uh, because last week you decided that, oh, well, you know, I have a bunch of clothes that I no longer wear, so I'm going to get give those to Goodwill. They're still perfectly good, but I just am choosing not to wear them and go and get something else that I want. Mm -hmm. So it should be more of a cycle. It's almost its own, like, I'm done with these, so I'm going to go get something new and leave this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I was just trying to look it up. My phone wasn't working. But um, there's... A new trend of online thrift stores. <gasps> I saw those. Poshmark. Yeah, like Poshmark is one, and then there's Depop. one. Depop. Depop. No. There's like all these like apps Sorry. and different websites. But yeah. There's also this one. I cannot remember the name for it of it right now, but it's this huge site and like it has pretty like pretty decent brands. Mm -hmm. So you look up like the brands that you're looking for, and they have all these options. Where yeah. They have Urban Outfitters. They have Banana Republic. They have Gap. Like anything you could want or any store that you like like to shop at, they have used products. Yeah. There's so many different options. Like people don't realize it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it's it's so it's so great to bring our awareness to that. Because uh, a lot of people like new clothes. And that's okay. Like new clothes. But like you said, just trade one for one. Yeah. So um okay. So we kinda talked about like why change our habits and stuff. But we didn't talk about like we said that it was bad. Basically, we're say, we're talking about how our um, like with fast fashion and how it um, the labor and how immoral. It's like unethical. Unethical. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> I'm like my brain is not working right now. Um, but then there's also like climate change, um, and I feel like that's a very hot topic because we hear about it a lot, and some people still don't believe that it's even a thing. Um, but. Yeah, what is the climate crisis, guys? Like, what do you guys think about it? How, how do you feel? I feel like some people know that it's happening, but they don't, it, the, it lacks and they don't think that we have a part in it. As in, like, yeah. people, out, like, know that temperatures are changing and, you know, storms are becoming more um, high in intensity and there's different, like, it impacts so many different levels that I think people just aren't seeing the part that we played in it. Yeah. As, like, humans yeah. in development. A lot of people think that it's, like, a natural occurrence. And, mm -hmm. that, and it is. Like, but it is. And it is yes. natural. But, like, it would have happened regardless of if we were polluting and everything. And, like, that's definitely true that this is something that happens periodically in the Earth's history. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the one, the climate crisis that we're in now is not a natural occurrence. It's being exacerbated it's by exactly the pollutants we put into yes. the so that's 100%. That's why it correlates so much to waste in our actions. Because if we reduce waste, we're going to reduce those greenhouse gases being let into the atmosphere, which is keeping that heat um, in here, warming us up. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I definitely feel that there's a bit the, like, the human, like, oh, well, we're not part of the issue. I think it's also connected to this ideology that we think it, like, it doesn't matter to us like so what if our planet i think people miss out that our planet will probably be fine it will go under it will undergo a drastic change yeah. but this has all happened before there's been like large changes in climate all the time in our here 
Earth's long history. <laughs> but what will change with that is what's on the planet. And if we want to continue being on the planet, <laughs> then we have to change. So yeah. it's not that we're saving the Earth. You're saving us. We have to save ourselves. So, because if, you know, all right, so... Uh, another species went extinct well that's not us so that's not something we need to worry about well how long is it until it is us because if something changes and all of a sudden plants can't reproduce as well because you know bees are going extinct at an alarming rate if those bees disappear a lot of plants lose their main pollinators mm -hmm. and then plants go down and other animals start decreasing because they don't have plants to feed off of and it creates trophic cascades changes in our in the balance of earth earth's ecosystem and eventually while we've found a way to kind of remove ourselves from natural processes a lot yeah our time is still limited and just to bring it back to um limiting your waste mm -hmm. Like, the fact that there are such simple choices that we can make that will have an impact, any impact at all, and the fact that we know this and we're not doing it, like, that's It's mind-boggling. Yeah. Because, again, it goes back to those greenhouse gases we're releasing, because it's, like, it, um, like, landfills and methane and um, just clearing land for agriculture and burning fossil fuels, so, like, driving your car. Like, there's so many things that contribute to that, so there's so many options to reducing that um, and that's why people feel powerless um, and I, I feel like a lot of people think that it feels like the crisis is out of their control because we're at this extreme point mm -hmm. and we read articles where people are talking about this since like the 60s and 50s and we've still not done enough um, so how do you guys feel about that anyways like do you guys feel like we can is it in our control can we make that change um, I know it's about banding together, but like, how do you guys feel in this current moment about it? It's kind of emotional. Like, I mean, I like to think of it in two different ways, and mm -hmm. I think part of it is an activism piece, and we're going to talk about that in a later episode. Yeah, but like coming together as a society to influence the people who do have power and who have like the decision-making power to create legislation and changes that are going to help our Earth in drastic ways. But yeah. then on the other way I like to think about it is what we can do as individuals and that's when I think the minimal waste lifestyle and making educated choices comes in because yeah. you as an individual have so much more power than you think you do. Exactly, 100% because um, like the average produ uh, person produces 4.38 pounds of waste per day and this all ends up in landfills. Um, so like people think that they can't really do much as one person but that's a, a lot. Like, just imagine 4.38 times how many days in a year times how many years you're alive. Like, that's just absurd. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and the fact that, like, that number could go down by simply choosing to, like, bring a reusable cup when you go to yeah. a coffee shop or, like, using a reusable straw. Like, we see that example so much, but, like, it yeah. really does make sense. Like, when you go to a restaurant, if you need a straw, if you like to use a straw, have use a reusable one. Definitely. We even talked about like bringing your own to go or like Tupperware. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I feel like Tupperware. we all have it in our house Fan. and it's like 
if I, I mean if you're going to a restaurant if you bring maybe one container just in case you want to bring it back mm-hmm. you know so you're saving the food so you're not wasting the food they're not going to throw it out when you leave the restaurant yeah. and also you're not using like commonly used like styrofoam or mm-hmm. other different types of containment for the food yeah and uh, I have an interesting perspective on this as an environmental conservation and sustainability major a lot of my classes <laughs> are that, <laughs> that. A lot of my classes are discussing this, and it and for me, I like there are some days and it feels hopeless. Like you hear some of these statistics, and you're like, "Wow, I'm just a freshman in college. Like by the time I'm out of school, is there going to be any point to me like going and getting a job in this field? Like, there's is there going to be any hope? And I think, I mean, having hope is really our only option at this point because if we let it go then I mean that's the end I mean a lot of there are a lot of ideas of what we do after after our earth is lost or whatever but like if we reach that goal too soon before these ideas can be reached then that's the end for us and I think so having hope and I think taking a step back and saying well I'm just going to make the change, and if it works, then yay. Yeah. And then I think that's just what everybody should see it as. It's yeah. like, oh, well, there's no point in... I mean, that's for everything. Oh, well, there's no point in doing uh, my homework today, because if I do badly on it, then I'm just going to... Or if I do badly on the test, I mean, if you, do, if you look at it that way, you're never going to get anywhere. And so... I think for I think the way we should look at the climate crisis is the way we should look at everything. It's that we have options that we can do to make a difference. Yeah. And so, I mean, sure, it's easy to just say, ah, I, it's out of my control. Well, I'm just the next person will solve this. The next person will solve yeah. this. But that the next person might not have a chance to solve it because while I believe there is a chance for us. We don't know how much that's going to change by the time we have kids. And so can we trust that they are even going to have a chance to fix it if we don't? Yeah, I was canvassing for a political candidate. I won't say who because this is not political. But, um, <laughs> and I was trying to engage someone in a conversation. And they said, I'm not going to vote because it's not worth it because the earth is going to be done in five years anyway. And I oh, had, so I had to wonder whether or not that person was like what they were doing to try to counteract that like if that's yeah. truly what they felt i have like i'm really curious as to whether or not they're trying to minimize the waste that they produce mm-hmm. in their lifestyle or why not they wouldn't want to engage in a conversation to someone canvassing for a candidate and because candidates have the power to make those yes. changes at a government level mm-hmm. so like that was very disheartening for me to hear but at the same time we like what you were just saying like we need to have that hope and that like drive to create change we cannot like just give up yeah people like to avoid the problem people don't like to face it because it's scary because like it is scary yeah because it's 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 such a prevalent it's a prevalent thing right now it's staring us in the face and because of that we're like we're going to ignore it um, and I definitely think, like, not taking action, you're just kind of being a bystander to it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just kind of letting it happen, knowing consciously that this issue... Like, I think it's talked about that the Earth can recover, you mm-hmm. know. It can kind of, like, the acceleration of 
the increase. We do have. Yeah, we have. We do have. We can recover, but it's just like we're we're adding so much carbon into the atmosphere that it's not getting the chance to like recover because we're in. It's increasing so quickly. Yeah. So I think that people need to understand that. some people don't understand that taking individual responsibility mm-hmm. can lead to other people taking note of what you're doing. And I like I know I started using a reusable straw because one of my friends did. And no, I was like, oh, that same. makes sense. Yeah. I now I carry it in my back. And exactly. I brought a I like invest into a nice water bottle that mm-hmm. I can bring everywhere and I can use for like a few years. And it's you know you take note of what people are doing around you so you can spark the change for like a classmate or a family yeah, member yeah, or something like that yeah. and it makes me so happy too i just recently um i was hanging out with my mom and i've been very like i i reached a point last year when I, all this like green stuff kind of like dawned on me and like what ne- realizing what i needed to do in a, a back to this minimal waste lifestyle and i started doing this stuff mm-hmm. um and I talked about it to my mom so much, and she was like, I don't understand why we're doing this because I can't do much. We go back to the whole feeling powerless. Well, recently we hung out and stuff, and she stopped using plastic. And she's like, well, I stopped doing it because I thought you'd get mad at me. But I'm like, <laughs> but, like still, but that's a start. That's like, yeah, people, yeah. people see. Like, people hear you, and people don't realize that. Yeah, like, and I think <laughs> we, like, make... Uh, like society likes to make fun of like the visco girls uh-huh. with their like hydroflasks and their plastic straws yeah. and like like people are like oh haha like they're just trend followers but who cares that they're yeah. trend followers like that's thousands of plastic water bottles and straws that are not being, being used because it's a trend yeah like i don't think it matters where it starts or who's doing it because like I don't know, that also shows the power of teenagers to make a difference in young mm-hmm. people because this is young people following a trend that happens to be, like, really beneficial to yeah. our environment. People should take that as, like, a an achievement. Like, yeah. look at what we're doing in just a few years with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, forbid, God forbid that all these teenage girls want reusable water. Yeah, yeah. gosh, what How the hell? How dare. <laughs> dare them. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's, it's very interesting. We, um... We kind of, I mean, a lot of people criticize the plastics, the non-plastic straws thing because it's like, oh, everybody saw one pla- one picture of a plastic straw stuck in a turtle's nose and everybody is all up in arms about it. <laughs> and I think that while that may be true that that's what started it, I think that the result of it is more than just, oh, well, the turtle isn't going to get another straw stuck in its nose. It's... Because pr- plastics, like, even once they're broken down, aren't gone. They're just smaller pieces, right. which causes issues for fish. They cause for issues for, for birds. <laughs> they cause issues for everything that eats the fish, including us, like you said. Yeah, bioaccumulation. So, <laughs> <laughs> those terms. Um, but, yeah, no, I think, like... Issues like this are like a treadmill, that if you're a bystander, like you were mentioning earlier, you, the, tr- you're carried along with the treadmill. And to make any real difference, you need to be running twice as fast as the treadmill. You need to be encouraging others to follow suit, and you need to realize that I can make a difference, and be willing to take those steps to counterbalance what's being done to our planet. Yeah. Because I feel like it also gives you a nice satisfaction, a a life satisfaction. Because not only are you doing good, um, but 
it helps build confidence in yourself that you have control of something and also that you're eating healthier that you're making healthier choices in general Mm -hmm. um so I know sadly like we shouldn't be trying to think about ourselves we should be thinking about the world but sometimes also that's a good motivator Mm -hmm. thinking that this kind of lifestyle is also very beneficial to ourselves um in general yeah and that just goes back to like the idea of individual choices Mm -hmm. because like if you're making the conscious decision to use a reusable straw rather than a plastic one, like that is one less plastic straw that's going to be used yeah. and put back into the environment because you did that. And that might seem very small, but like on because it's a trend, because more people are doing it, like it's gained momentum and that's an impact. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a huge impact because there's but. so many other forms of plastic, but like that's definitely shows the power that can happen when we band together around a common issue and I know a ton of like and going on to how like people can spark change of like the government um in my hometown we outlawed plastic bags and mm-hmm. you can't use any type like no store in the whole town can have a plastic bag and that's come to like restaurants I know like a ton of restaurants in um Portsmouth like the city nearby campus they don't offer straws like, yeah. I, I go to a ton of restaurants, and they don't even put them on the table, yeah. and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, you, you, they don't need to have a straw. And people sometimes think it as unsanitary, drinking off the same cup, but, like, that everybody else does. But mm-hmm. it still goes through a dishwashing process, and it's just a change in, like, change of a new norm. Mm-hmm. Like, we can do it. We can really do it. It's, it's, we'll, we'll be benefiting so much, and the, our world will thank us, too. Um, and also, like, just going back to the accessibility yeah. part just to get off of straws a little bit. If you're a person who really needs to use a plastic straw for health reasons or anything else, there are other ways that you can make an impact mm-hmm. and like we shouldn't get caught up on the fact, oh, well, I can't use plastic straws for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So like, I'm so mad at this movement for like, like not mad at this movement, but I like, think people are like, it's just like they try to blame the trend when it doesn't necessarily fulfill with, like fulfill their needs. Yeah. And I think like, if you personally, like, cannot do this for whatever reason, there are other ways in which you can make an impact. And that doesn't exactly. mean that you should be criticizing this person for doing what they can. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where it goes to being, like, self-reflective, where, like, I am capable enough to, you know, use a, a reusable straw or a water bottle mm-hmm. or um, I bring cloth bags to the food store. Beeswax. um Sorry, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the beeswax wrap, like the, yeah. to to wrap your food instead of using plastic. Yeah, like. so it's like it's it's like a very self-reflective <laughs> process where you know you realize areas in your life where you can give you know back or you can like kind of think more conscientiously mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Yeah, and I just remembered the name of the online thrift store. It's called ThreadUp. So if you go on ThreadUp's website, oh. it's this huge online thrift store basically and they have millions and millions of um, gently used clothing and any style shape size whatever they have shoes they have accessories they have bags so how do people our listeners out there go to (laughs) threadup.com i'm not being paid to say it i just really like them (laughs) we're not sponsored we're not that cool Uh, sponsor me (laughs) threadup Uh, yeah, no. Um. But I feel like that's in general. Like, we just, we kind of covered everything. It's yeah. just a whole loop. Like, guys, please try to reduce waste and stuff and do it at your own pace. 
Um, it's all up to you. Um, it's a, a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all about individuality. Just small changes, one small step changes. at a time. I'm going to cut out straws today, and tomorrow I'm going to go completely vegan. No, not that quickly. Not that quickly. <laughs> or like a day, a day of like meatless Tuesdays oh, or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Even that has an impact. Definitely. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't get discouraged if like you can't do it at first. Um, and that you might backtrack at some point, that's okay. Brush yourself off and try again. Like, I know we're at a limited time span right now, and this is very urgent, but we're human, and we can't all just, like I said, cut cold turkey. Mm -hmm. So, Sustainability isn't a switch. It's a process. Exactly. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, wow, man. (laughs) All right, I think that's it, guys. Yeah? Yeah. All right, well... Thanks for listening to Live Green or Fry. And what are we going to do for anything? And we'll see you next uh, time. Yeah, no. Uh, check out our Instagram, Live Green or Fry. Uh, we'll be posting, we have videos on YouTube at Live Green or Fry. Um, and you can find our podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Yeah. <laughs>